In this episode of Friends Fit 40s, we're going to think about life in numbers. We're going to think about how numbers can overwhelm us. And we're going to think about ways to tackle those numbers. Get your notebooks ready. Friends Fit 40s is coming up. Friends Fit 40s is brought to you by Laura Mullenbrook and Stephanie Whiteman. This is a podcast about our fitness and wellness journey. We are two working moms who seek to live our best life. However, we are novices in the world of fitness. We are excited to share our ups, our downs, and our roadblocks. Our journey has led us to emphasize the value of friendship, cooperation over competition, and celebrating the small victories along the way. This podcast is an invitation for you to laugh with us and actively construct your best day today and then again tomorrow. Welcome to Friends Fit 40s. All right, Laura. Yes, Stephanie. (laughs) We're going to talk all about these numbers in our life. Oh my gosh. I, I I picture like a cartoon and, you know, they have that think bubble and there are all these, you know, numbers like floating out and trying to organize them and keep them all straight. Because if you're not careful, it can be really overwhelming. Yes. And I am completely overwhelmed by all the numbers in my life. So what numbers are we talking about, Stephanie? Well, 64. Ounces of water. Yep. That's the number that is associated with the daily water intake. How about eight to 10 hours of sleep? So eight to 10, right? Yep. Yep. Five. That's how many workouts we try to do a week. Right. Four. That's how many times of running we try to do a week. 30. That's how much reading I try to do every single day. That number I love. 10. Yoga. Three. Three items of gratitude. You're supposed to write down three items of gratitude in a journal every single day. Yes. So that you're, you're gratitude. <laughs> How about two? Two minutes is the appropriate amount of time to brush your teeth. And you know what? Thank goodness my electric toothbrush has that built in. Because I don't even have to count the two minutes. Do you do it for a full two minutes? Yeah, I try to at night. Okay. And then in the morning, I try to do like as much as I have time for if I've woke up on time and have all the things ready to go to get out the door on time. Okay. So like it's more than 30 seconds. It's probably it's more than a minute. So it's between one and two in the mornings and I try to do a full two every night because I have okay. time at night. Right. Okay. I've got two minutes right. at night. Yeah. And then what about um six, six? Six ounces or less of wine. And there's probably a few we're forgetting about. Right. There are tons. Like mi- millions. Yeah. Yeah. They're num- like the numbers are all over the place. Right. So I think you have to prioritize. <laughs> <laughs> but they tell me <laughs> they meaning the people like like the they is the, the, the magazines. The, yeah, the, the people that at the grocery are store. To us. Right. Yes. Right. And then I turn on the radio and the radio tells me too. And then um, I am taking several classes on like happiness and maximizing your life and living your best life and all that stuff. It's all numbers. So, I mean, I'm going to go back to, I feel like we have to be like 
we have to do the best we can with what we have. And so some days or some seasons, we're going to really focus on the 10 minutes of yoga or some seasons we're going to focus on the three items of gratitude or maybe, maybe the three items of gratitude, maybe we alternate. Maybe we do three items of gratitude on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and we do 10 minutes of yoga. I know that the three and 10 don't equal, but bear with me, folks. 10 minutes of yoga on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, because perhaps we just don't have it in our day to do both of them, but then we're getting some of both. Of course, I think the water is super important because I know how I feel when I'm not hydrated. So I think that's one that you have to prioritize. I think sleep is too, because we've talked a lot about sleep and circadian rhythms. And honestly, if you don't get your eight to 10 hours of sleep, then your workouts and running and possibly reading and I don't know, maybe your wine, it's not, it. those numbers aren't going to happen because you didn't get your sleep. So I think the sleep is important. And then, then you prioritize from there. I don't know. Hmm. Still overwhelmed. <laughs> oh, Stephanie, we can't have you be overwhelmed. I know. I know. Like, yeah, I just, I feel like the numbers are all around me. Yeah. Like they're bubbles that I'm trying to hold on to and then they just pop. Yes. So what are we going to do? I don't know. I don't have a great plan for this one. I think it's important to think about being stuck. (laughs) And it's okay to be stuck. And even when we're stuck, we've got to have a plan that's going to move us forward. So my day yesterday involved me getting up, um, my son reminding me that we were supposed to go to the grocery store because he had a track meet. He needed food. I got up too late to stop at the grocery store to get to work on time. So I told him that I would order food at school, delivered to the school. And then when I got to school, I realized that my keys were left at home. And so I had to get buzzed in by our building secretary, who happened to be there at 6.45 in the morning. Once I got into the building and then borrowed keys to get into my room, I realized that I didn't have a computer Um, with which to work. And essentially, my son was able to get food, but the rest of the day was shot. (laughs) (laughs) So you didn't have a plan that day. I didn't have a plan. I mean, I had a plan. My plan was to have a good day. Right. But it failed. It failed. And you're here today to talk about it. Right. So one of my favorite sayings is we've survived 100% of our worst, and I wouldn't say that's your worst day, but it was not a great day. It was not a great day. So we've survived 100% of our bad or worst days. So that's one thing I think we have to think about and give ourselves grace for, even when we have a bad day. I mean, in that moment, you're like, oh my gosh, all the things are going wrong. And it puts up maybe you on a bad attitude, but eventually that day ends and we wake up the next day and we can try it again. Right? Yep. I tried it again today. It was better. Okay. Did you remember your keys? I remembered my keys. What and about my, your computer? And my computer. Awesome. And you didn't have to worry about food? No. So you didn't have the extra stop? Correct. To have to make. Right. 
I hear you because if I want to have a successful start to my day, it's best if the night before I spend some time planning and my planning involves me laying out my clothes to wear, packing my gym bag, if we're going to be meeting, if we're going to be working out. Even better is putting that gym bag in the car. Right. So I don't forget it. Since I live or since I live and the gym and my work are three different points of town, having my lunch prepared, ready to go, because if I don't bring lunch, I basically don't eat lunch. I, there's no place around me to go get lunch. If I've done my bedtime routine and gotten my sleep, then the day will be good. So there's a lot of prep involved. Yes, that's a lot of prep. To have a to have a successful morning. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean my day's gonna be bad, but it, it can mean I'm gonna be rushed or I'm gonna be late. Like today, I didn't I didn't feel like making my lunch last night, so I I pulled some random things from the fridge and I hoped that all the things were edible. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I put the cardboard cheese pizza on my plate as I was passing it out to my students, and it was like the backup if the food I had brought that was questionable wasn't going to be any good. And luckily my food was okay. So there you go. That's a win. The weird cardboard pizza. There we go. So we have all these numbers. We have all these plans. I think, I think we have to kind of share some tips that we have found that maybe we do ourselves or that we have found with research to help people. Cause I'm thinking that you and I aren't the only ones. Right. I'm sure that there are lots of folks, especially when you've got kids and errands and jobs and people asking you to do things. Um, it just gets overwhelming. I mean, I think it's just like we've, what we've said, planning ahead. So whether it's with a paper calendar or an app on your phone, if you have special things that are coming up, like the food for the track meet, obviously, if you could have, it would have been best to like have that known. And maybe even like if you would have been able to get it on the weekend when you were, if it was going to be something non-perishable, you could have maybe gotten it on the weekend when you did your weekly groceries shopping. And so if that reminder when your phone or if it would have been in your calendar or in your husband's calendar, I know he does a lot of grocery shopping, then you wouldn't have to do it the night before. Looking ahead at your week is important because if you know you're going to be doing your class late and then you may not want to go to the store or so, but if you have to, so it's like having all the things written down so you can kind of, oh, well, this night I'm not going to be able to make an extra trip to the store for the track meet food, but I could two nights prior so, you know, thinking ahead, planning ahead, whether that's with your paper calendar, your handy dandy notebook, or an app on your phone. I think that's important. It's idealistic. It doesn't always happen, but I think we can definitely plan and prepare and hope for the best. So that's that's one one tip. Okay. What's another one, Laura? Um, so this was something I found actually when I was spending a few minutes scrolling. It was called, I, mean, I don't even know who to give credit to, honestly. Um, if it's you, let us know and we will give you credit in the next episode. But basically, someone had like, it was brain dumping is what they were labeling it. And so on one side of a notebook piece of paper, all the things that were swirling around in their brain. So all the lists, all the tasks, all the to-dos on one side. And then on the other side, they had three different colored post-its and Basically, on each post, on the top post-it, it was two things that you can complete right now. So maybe that would have been making your lunch and answering an email. So you write those two things down. And then, obviously, after you make this list, you go and you do them. 
right? And then the next two things on another colored post-it would be two things that you could complete tomorrow. And then the last post-it was two things that you're going to need time to complete. So you're going to need some thought or more time to work on that. And then essentially after you do the two things that are right now, you take that off or you cross them out and then you add two more things. So you kind of have an ongoing list and a way to see your brain dump, you know, long list, the whole paper, eight and a half by 12, slowly disappear. There we go. That's a great idea. it seemed really (laughs) smart. Yeah. Yeah, that does seem smart. There's also posted apps that I could get on my phone or on my PC or iPad that will allow me to do the same thing. So good idea there. Digitally post-its or actual physical post-its, all ways to think about prioritizing things, two things at a time. So yeah. All right. What's your next one, Laura? Um, I've just read a lot about just having one single daily priority. So one thing that you're focusing on. And I think this goes with the whole idea of if you have one thing that you're focusing on for a week at a time, two weeks at a time, it eventually becomes habit because of the repetition. And then you can focus on another single. And so as you're building your habits because of the time spent focusing on one thing, then you can focus on something else and build a different habit. And I I think that's that's a smart way to do it too. Yeah. So all kinds of different ideas in order to think about how to have days that are just not filled with numbers that are popping in bubbles above your head. Stephanie, you have a really good thing that you like to do. And I think we've mentioned it before, but I think it's worth uh, mentioning again. Yeah. So I do... uh, I like to, especially like on a Saturday, Saturday morning, a time that I have a couple of hours where it's not planned. I do like to chunk my time in, in my jobs 15 minutes at a time because I have a hard time sometimes doing jobs that I don't like to do for a really long period. And so if it's picking up or laundry or dishes or whatever, I'll set the timer for 15 minutes. I'll work really hard on those things for 15 minutes. And then I will set my new timer. I'll read. I'll watch a part of a TV show, something like that. And then once that 15 minutes is up again, I'll go back and complete another activity. And I've learned that if I do this in several rounds, uh, that I will get things done at by the end of that two hour chunk. It's kind of similar to the Pomodoro method of kind of working where you work really hard and constant for a chunk of time and then take a bit of a break and then hard and constant for another chunk of time, take another break and then take a longer break kind of at the end. So that works for me in some of my tasks, but it certainly doesn't stop the numbers from um, from bubbling up all over the place. And so I still am searching for ways to make that better. One thing that I have learned, and I learned this recently, is that there's one thing to know all the strategies. And but it's to an, actually put them in place. Yeah. It's another thing to put all those strategies in place. And all of that habit work, all of those things of patience and allowing yourself the grace are things that I think are really important in knowing the numbers, knowing what you need to do, but still working with yourself to be able to do them. Good words. So Laura, we're talking about habits again. This theme keeps coming up for us because I think that thinking about our habits and being 
purposeful about those habits that we choose to have in our life are going to help us with the numbers that swirl and pop. They're going to help us with the days that I forget my keys and my computer. They're going to help us with the workout, the nutrition, all of these things, overall mood, right? Exactly. So we've had some other episodes before where we've talked about habits. So we're going to encourage you to go back and check out some of these episodes as well. And then we'll come back to it again too. We'll we'll recap this because the more I delve into the numbers, the lifestyle, the mindfulness, the happiness, all of that stuff, the more I realize that I have to go back and take a look at those habits. And I've got to really dig into that and figure that out. So what are some of those episodes that you could check out as well? So you can check out our season one, episode eight. Okay. We're going to talk about habits there. You can talk, you can check out season two, episode two. Okay. And also season two, episode 18. Okay. So so we have at least three where we're going to touch on forming habits. Right. So James Clear Atomic Habits, uh, Badass Habits, the book. We're going to talk about micro habits and all of those episodes, all kinds of different angles to think about habits. And I'm going to go back and listen to those episodes too, because what I know is that when I think about something or know something, that doesn't mean that it is a habit. And the actual making of a habit Takes time. Takes time, but it is also a habit. Yes. So it's kind of a circular thing, like chicken and an egg. Um, so I need to go back and review those episodes myself, too, so I don't have a frustrating day like I did yesterday. Well, and I think it's important, too, that we are, when we are in different parts of our life, working on different goals, we hear things differently. So when you listen to those yes. again, you're some you're at a different place yeah. than you were when we released those initially. So going back and listening to them again, you're going to get something else out of them. Yeah. So that's another reason to go back and listen because you're in a different spot today than you were that day. Yes. That is such a good point also with that. And on top of all of those things, We keep coming back to this as well, but I think it's so important that we have to give ourselves grace, right? That we're going to have days where things go really well and then days where things don't. And that grace piece is what is so valuable in maintaining the life that we want to live. You know, regardless of, of how awful my day was yesterday, I still had an opportunity to make it the best Thursday of my week that I could make it. And so even though it started out bad, I still had an obligation to myself to try to get the most out of it that I could because I'm never going to get that day back. Right. Well, and I think allowing yourself to go to sleep and thinking about the things that went wrong, trying to prepare for the next day so that even if you don't end up turning that Thursday around, that the Friday can be your best because you've learned from your mistakes and you're going to try to fix them. Right. So I have to figure out that when all else fails, what I'm going to do. And I keep coming back to this idea of breathing, that when all else fails, when everything feels like it's not working, just by myself taking a minute and taking in some deep breaths, allowing my system to slow down 
to calm down, to become less anxious through those breaths is something that is quite important and something that I never really thought would be. Well, I mean, I think our Apple Watches, you know, I don't have one, but I know that Apple Watch will tell you to breathe. I mean, obviously, it does. it's it's it says it for a reason. Right? Apple Watches know yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> because they they sense, you know, it senses your heart rate and tells you to, whoa, you're, it's, you know, it's going up. You need to take a breath. And I think a lot of people underestimate the power of it and how it just provides a pause if you take a couple breaths. Yes. Um, pause before you speak and maybe say something that you regret. Pause before you do something maybe that you're going to regret. Um, or just to gather your thoughts yeah. before you move on to the next one. So there's this thing called coherent breathing, Laura. I didn't even know it was a thing. I was researching breathing methods and coherent breathing came up. It's super simple. It's this idea that you're going to take five breaths a minute or 12 seconds of breath. Okay. And that you're just really slowing down your breathing. You're just going to breathe in and you're going to bring it out. And you're going to... During that time, hopefully, it will allow your body to increase the blood flow, relax your muscles. It increases oxygen to your brain. Yes. Comfort your body. Put your mind at ease for just a minute. And maybe even allow you to fall asleep. Jury's still out on that one for me. Okay. <laughs> but um, it's a thing. Coherent breathing. Five okay. breaths per minute. It's pretty simple. In in idea, of course, there are so many different complex ways that you could go at it, right? Right. But I'm going to simplify it by saying when I've got number bubbles or whatever it is that are flowing through my air and my mind can't get off of anything and it's not going well, my simplified version of all of it is I'm going to have 12-second breaths. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Something has to be simple when you have all those numbers um, swirling around, something has to be simple. So if breathing can be it. That's what I'm going to try. There you go. Then I'm going to work on the habits. All right, Laura, now it is time for our weekly homework. All right. We are not going to have a very heavy weekly homework because I feel like my week has been heavy and there is not a lot of weekly homework that I could handle. So you're going to need to take a breath. So take a breath. That last 12 seconds. Yep. And um, then try that again tomorrow. Okay. And try it again the next day. And see if it helps. Yes. See if it helps. And while you're doing all those things, follow us on Instagram, FriendsFit40s. Follow us on Facebook, FriendsFit40s. And check out some of those old episodes that are all about habit. We're going to revisit them. But episode eight, season one. Episode two, season two. And episode two, season 18. Check out all of those episodes about habits. We'll repost those on our Instagram. And in the meantime, have and a great week. Go. Move. Breathe. Share kindness with others. You, you got, got this. this.
love Friends Fit 40s, subscribe to our podcast, leave a review and share the podcast with your friends. Tag us when you share so we know you are enjoying our work. Also, follow us on Instagram. Feel free to email us at friendsfit40s at gmail.com with your thoughts and comments. We'd love to hear from you. 